0: You are now listening to the dream loud podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Dream Lab Podcast. As always, I'm your host Benjamin Hall here with my co-host Dan Schifo. Yo, what's going on,
1: everyone? Uh, yeah, just uh, greatly appreciate the support again. Um, you know, I felt we had a, a great week. You know, last week with with Stacy uh, who came on mm-hmm. and. Uh, just some, some great insight, another great story, uh, another great guest. And I think we have another, um, another great one coming up here for, for 62. Kind of, we're going to kind of, I don't want to say a flashback, but may, maybe a little bit. Um, if you recall... Uh, episode 36 in June, we talked to John Greening, uh, who is one of the heads, if not, you know, kind of the head of, of the Steel City Spartans. The Steel City Spartans is kind of like obstacle course racing, think um, tough mutter, Spartan races, uh, Ninja Warrior, that kind of stuff that you see on TV. Yeah. And, um, it's just a great group it's a Facebook group uh, that John heads and John was awesome episode 36 check that out um, but we have a member uh, and a friend uh, from the group who has an incredible story from uh, I, I guess I guess not not to get too far ahead of ourselves it's it's just Excuse me. Steel City Spartans, it's, it's a great group. Um, it's a great supportive group. Um, you know, the obstacle course races, like I said, Tough Mudder Spartan Race, Ninja Warrior, that sort of thing, the things that you see on TV. Um, it's for the Steel City, Steel City Spartans and this sort of quote unquote sport, it's for everyone. And, and the group is for everybody too. Um, you know, it's for, you know, people who have never done a race before. Uh, just getting into fitness, you know, schlubs like me, uh, who just kind of, you know, weekend warriors. Um, and then like you have the literally the best in the world, some of the best in the world from Pittsburgh who are part of the group. Um, I love being a part of it. It's, it's a community, it's a family. Um, I love leaning on the knowledge of the people. You know, if you if you have a question, um, but it's it's just like a family, and um, mm-hmm. we have one of the members here, uh, Stephanie Weist, uh, who has an amazing story. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. And I and I just really, um, I just really hope it helps. You know, someone out there who who needs it. That's that's our goal. You've been incredibly inspirational in in the group, and um, you know, we're just we're just hoping. Yeah. No. Thank you for agreeing to come on and, and tell yeah, your story. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Mm. No,
1: thank you. Um, yeah, I guess to kind of get into, um, there's there's a lot, like like you always like to say, there's a lot to unpack, uh, <laughs> and it's um, Stephanie, um, you know, found OCR, and, and um, you know, it. it cha- I, I guess, can you speak how OCR changed your life first off? I mean...
2: Well, yeah, it drastically it, changed yeah. my life. Um, you know, I have been one who has always come across as very confident. Sure. Um, You know, very self-assured. But, you know, a lot of that's just a mask, um, much like I think it is for a lot of people. I think a lot of people you know, have it's, that too, yeah. yeah. You um, you know, I, like a lot of people in the world, have things in my past that, you know, are upsetting sure. or hard to deal with or, um, you know, you tend to bury things. And at one point or another, you know, the vault becomes opened. Sure. And then w- what do you do? You know, yeah, you've, yeah. you've got all this information. You're trying to figure out how to cope with it, you know, 20, 30 years later. Sure. Um, you know, maybe it's two months, three months later for some people. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need to find an outlet. Um, And for me, the biggest outlet was realizing that as all of the stuff that I had pretty much buried down inside me was while I was burying that down, I was also burying myself. I sure. didn't know who I was. Um, I am married to an amazing man, Lee, who um, fantastic. Has, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've been together 19 years Yeah, and he's one of the first people who ever really taught me how to feel love. Sure. So that was an amazing thing. Hmm. And with my journey with him, I think that's because I felt safe and secure. Sure. I was finally able to let all this other... Past abuses out, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, whether it was childhood abuse, um, dealing with my mother or abuse with an ex-husband, sure. you know, or just kind of repeated abuse with friends. you sure, know, you, sure. you end up in a cycle because it becomes acceptable. And I think it's common. Um, very common. Yeah. Very, very common. Yeah, um, right. But, you know, t- generally those tend to be the people who seem to be the most confident. Um, you know, I could cover- the people who are
1: uh, h- hiding things? Like exactly. You said, yeah. yeah.
2: You can cover any kind of pain with a laughter. And Mm -hmm. it's so, you know, I was the class clown and I was always one to make jokes. But eventually, you know, those jokes turned into tears and those were tears that needed to come out. So, um, When I found OCR, um, it was sort of on accident, Uh, had started with, I know, (laughs) it really was, started with train race, um, had no clue what to expect, knew nothing about the sport. Um, Halfway through the course, literally, if I would have had my phone on me, I would have signed up for 15 different races that day because I just, I hooked, I I, I was absolutely hooked. Um, It was the adrenaline rush, but more than that, I realized that. As I overcame each obstacle, that was very metaphoric for me. Sure, um, mm-hmm. it was you know things that I had been told when I was growing up, like you will never amount to this, yeah, or yeah, you yeah, won't sure. overcome that. Um, and you were overcoming obstacles. I on the was court, overcoming yeah. obstacles that were more than an eight foot <clears throat> wall. You yeah, know, definitely. it was yeah. it was so much emotion from when I was six or ten or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, and I've always had an extremely supportive father, so that was wonderful for right, me. Right. And it was kind of like the on one side of the wall was my mother. Once I got over sure, the wall, sure. was my father. You know, yeah, so right. it's like it was very, I mean, very very cathartic for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was my very first race. I was over two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Okay, um, I'm a little over five ten, so I was overweight. I've sure. been overweight my entire life. Uh, I mean, literally have been battling it since I was 10. Um, and that's I, a battle for a ton of, pe- you know, a I lot mean, of everyone people. Yeah, right. and it's, you know what, it's not about vanity. Uh, it's not about ability. Sure. Um, I have always been an athlete. I was an athlete in high school, you yeah. know, I played volleyball. I was on track, you know, I've lettered, I lettered several times. Sure. sure. Um, my, my orthopedist likes to joke about the fact that, you know, although my heart thanked me for always being (laughs) athletic over 300 pounds, my knees hate me for it now. So, Uh, but it's okay. You know what? We have workarounds and we figure it out. And I just turned 47. So it's trying to figure out how to keep doing what I can do. And sure. my orthopedist just says, just listen to your body. So right. that's what mm-hmm. I do. Um, but, you know, when I, terrain race, I was hooked. Uh, my very next race was Bone Frog Challenge, which is a U.S. Navy SEALs, as you know. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's owned and owned and operated by retired Navy SEALs. Which is
1: where the bone frog comes from, which is the
2: tattoo that exactly. people get. Exactly, and kind I will of, be getting right. one of those. Right, oh, nice. <laughs> I will be. Um, that race, the first one that I ran, was in Buffalo last year at Kissing Bridge. And that was my first course with major hills. Sprint sure, sure. race last year, it was, it was kind, kind of flat. rolling, yeah, yeah. Um, nothing substantial, at least that I understood. Yeah, uh, Bone Frog, I did a sprint race. It was about three. It's about three miles. They're pretty close to their sure. mileage. It was pathetic because it took me four hours and 10 minutes to go three miles. You crossed the line though at the same time, but go, yeah, go on. I did. Um, now, keeping in mind, Bonefrog actually has the most obstacles per mile out of any race series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So In that You're three right. miles, you have 20 obstacles. Oh, that's a lot of that's obstacles. That's a lot of obstacles. Yeah. So yeah. that's why the time was so long and I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. But I had made two amazing friends in Buffalo. I kind of cried out and said, guys, I really want to do this. Sure, sure. I don't want to do it alone, but I need somebody who's willing to walk it with me. And... um. Molly and Emma Jean both stepped forward and said, "Hey, I'll walk this with you. This sure, is right. great." So yeah. we did. Um, that was that was literally my turning point because their mm. last obstacle. Again, Dan, as you know, is called Black Ops, right. and you have to scale a wall. It's about twelve to fifteen feet high, yeah, it's, it's fairly um, high. using a rope, and then you go across an inclined monkey bars. there's so, an American flag behind it, and exactly. It's not very, at all. very patriotic. Sure. I mean, it's such a moving race series for me because you feel the military every step of the way. Uh, um, you, you have <laughs> to do um, you know exercises for people
1: who have lost their lives. Exactly. You know, like it's, twenty, they have a story, and like twenty six people, you know, passed 31. away. Was it was a thirty one. Yeah, thirty one.
2: Yeah. Last year it was thirty one burpees for. 31 soldiers right so and you now do, it's and you have to
1: read out their names and exactly. it's really cool. Yeah, it's really it's, cool yeah
2: yeah and i mean and you and you do that i mean and there is something you know very humbling about you know now we do uh tricep dips and pull-ups and oh, burpees yeah. for that for the 31 soldiers sure, sure. um and as you are calling out somebody's name i mean it puts you in the moment where you realize that person lost their life for our freedom sure hmm. that person lost their life for me to have fun running in the mud yeah. you know it's yeah. you know this is something that's Not just fun. Um, it is cathartic emotionally. It is great health wise for you. Mm -hmm. Um obviously there can be accidents, but (laughs) we'll we'll get to that, that, right? That's a tease. (laughs) So um (laughs) but you know, so when I tried to get onto black ops, um I just looked at that. I had helped my two girlfriends kind of which
1: was the obstacle with the monkey bars and and that, yeah, with the
2: with the flag. Um I just kind of looked up there after helping my two girlfriends get up and was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm scaling this wall. And there was a young Marine, um, Eric Crumley, Staff Sergeant Eric Crumley, who looked down at me and said, what are you looking for? Because I was looking around. I said, what's the penalty? And he said, no, no, everybody gets on black ops. Sure. And, you know, I'm very respectful of the military. And I just looked up at him and I said, how, sir? Sure. Yeah. I I don't know how. So he helped me. And I mean, it was a matter of, he literally got down on his hands and knees and he said, "You're going to stand on my back." Sure. And then at that moment, two guys from my Buffalo team stepped forward, who I just met that morning, and said, "We've got your back." And literally, I felt four hands on my back, and I pulled myself up the rope, but with sure. the safety, knowing that I had guys catching me. Yeah, this is
1: your second experience in exactly, you know, and with my first like intense, you and, sure, yeah, first definitely.
2: intense race. And when I got to the top of Black Ops, I just broke down and cried yeah. because I thought, one, I never, ever, ever want to feel that way again. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I have to rely on people to get me up here. Sure. Two, I was never, ever, ever did I ever feel so loved by complete strangers yeah. mm-hmm. who could see that it was something that I wanted and they were not going to let me say no. Sure. And when I got up there and he had said to me, Eric had said to me, can you do monkey bars? And I said, Not really. So yeah, right. I can barely hang on. He said, The photographer is straight ahead to the left. I want you to hold, strike a pose. I'll <laughs> tell you when to drop. He said, Drop. I went into the net. Yeah, yeah. So I ran, I rolled into the safety net, craw- crawled out the other side, and went across the finish line. And I literally cried for about an hour and said, I don't ever want to feel this way again. And did that really kind of, kind of like, you know, kind of yeah, striking? Like, you know, it was like, okay, this is it. This is yes. going to change me.
1: And I'm going to, that was kind of the defining yes. moment because
2: yeah. on the three and a half hour drive home, I looked at my husband and one minute I would say, I don't ever want to see that course again. Yeah. And then five minutes later I was, I'm coming back and beating that course. Sure. And right. I did that for the entire three and a half hour drive home. Yeah. Oh, wow. So as soon as they had announced that they were coming back, um, In October, that race was in September of 2017. October, they announced they were coming back to the same location. I was the very first person to sign up, actually became the captain of the Buffalo team. (laughs) Oh, cool. um, Because I couldn't wait to conquer those hills again. Well, by my, I have to say, I had two different finishing times. By my um, timing chip band, I was about two hours and 11 minutes for this exact same course this year. Mm. But I had to stop my my Garmin band because on a couple of the obstacles, I refuse to let people struggle. Um, yeah, right. especially when it comes to other definitely. women and I'm one who, if I can lift you up, I'm going to get you over the obstacle. Sure, yeah, definitely. So my girlfriends and I, who we ran with, yeah. yeah, we literally spent and we timed it. We spent, about 20 minutes at one obstacle, the Viking table, yeah, trying right, to get, right. we got 17 people over that obstacle. Oh, nice. So whenever we turned around, I started my band again. My sure. true finishing time was an hour and 38 minutes. Yeah, So I went from four hours and 10 minutes <laughs> last year to an hour 38 hey, next That's year. pretty good. It's
1: not necessarily um, a, a race per se that right. like you're helping people, you're changing lives. I guess, I guess yeah. how did that outlet help you? I, I guess it's kind of 2 prong. How did that outlet help you? And, and what do you say for someone who needs an outlet but might not need OCR you know
2: what I'm saying like yeah we all have outlets yeah like 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 I guess can you kind of you want to choose something healthy sure obviously um you know I mean I was you know a tobacco user and um I still I mean to be honest I still struggle with that it's something I'm going to struggle with probably for a very long time um but my health is more important sure so Mm -hmm. it's like you know I want to be able to run further go faster climb higher, Um, so it's, I have to think about that, but, um, you know, going for a walk, just something Mm -hmm. as simple as going for a walk, you know, stepping away from your neighborhood, um, going to a local park, uh, just... Trying to become one with nature, for me, is something that was wonderful. Uh, the New Jersey Beast, yeah, the Spartans right. New Jersey Beast was the one it's a I insisted, race for anyone yeah, who, yeah. I insisted <laughs> on running that race by myself. Um, I had friends on the course, but I had to be by myself going through the course. Mm. And um, you know, it's definitely one of those things that I realized that every step that I took, I left more sadness. On sure. that hill. Mm. So when you hear, especially in this ra- in this racing industry, when you hear people say, "I left so much on that mountain," I've done that. Yeah. Most of them don't mean that they left blood, sweat, and tears sure. just from you know physical exertion. They they left emotions. They left something that they battle with out on that field. Mm-hmm. That can be translated into any activity. Sure. You know, even if it's knitting. Right. You know what I mean? If it's something that it's knitting, every road that you get through. If it's something that you enjoy. You, you just kind of have to throw yourself into it.
1: When you were making that drive from Buffalo, um, what, you know, and you were in the moment, how yeah. did you continue to stay in the moment two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month from now? Um, cause you're, it's pretty fresh at that moment. Yeah. How did you continue that motivation? And, and I guess if I, if I want to peel back the curtain a little bit, um, you ended up losing 82 pounds in a year, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Um, for anybody else who might be out there, who might be maybe struggling or might, um, you know, how do you continue that motivation? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's yeah. easy to be like, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to conquer this course. Yeah. And then like a week later, you're like...
2: Yeah. Cause it was about you know, five I mean, weeks after yeah, that they how, signed up that opened the race. And how I was do like, you, I'm doing wow. it.
1: how do you continue with the motivational lifestyle change to anybody out there who might be, um, I mean, I, I've battled it. I'm sure there's a lot of other yeah. people who have, how do you do that? And how do you get to a point where, bam, here we are 82, 82 pounds in a year, yeah. which is amazing. And, and you have to be realistic. I yeah. mean,
2: really, you have to be realistic. Um, yeah. and for me, the biggest thing was <coughs> thinking back to the feeling of crying on that obstacle. And it's funny because I now cry on every single obstacle course. I I literally, because I'm leaving something there um, and it's very cathartic. But for me, it was thinking about how I felt that day and knowing that at any moment, somebody could have dropped a pin in the festival area and you would have heard it because every single eye was on me at that moment. And when I got up, everybody that was there cheered and it was like, what an empowering feeling that was. Part of it was, was it out of pity <laughs> because, yeah. you know, this older heavy woman got up on this obstacle or yeah, was right. it honest to goodness, like they were excited for sure, me sure. and I'm trying very hard to not think of the negative. I always right. try to think of the positive totally. because it's way too easy to get caught up in the negative, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. Sadly, it's a problem we have. Sure. Um. So that feeling, I just kept replaying that in my head. And I was fortunate enough to have photographs. Was, so that, the, was that the motivating That was my for motivating you? thing yeah. for me. Um, to keep you in the gym? Keep, you know what? I'm not going to feel this. Yeah, I'm, I hadn't yeah. even started in the gym yet at that point. I okay. technically mm-hmm. had not stepped back into the gym until January. Um, mm. But for me, it was, you know what? I want to see how much further I can walk. You sure. know, it was just walking. And it wasn't that I was in such horrible shape. It's that I was not in shape to do obstacle sure. course racing and to climb right. 1,500, 1,800 feet in the air, you know, Um, so, but anything that you want, you have to visualize it. I'm a very, very big believer in meditation visualization. Sure. um, Because I believe that that just really helps put you where you want to be. Hmm. So uh, do a visualization board, you know, if it's something, if you put your goals there, put where you started there and you start to see where you are moving forward, kind of like a timeline. And for me, my beginning was the photograph, my finisher's photograph that I had for that. For anybody else, it could be, I don't know, prom picture from high school. It could be your wedding picture. Maybe you weren't happy with how you looked there, or maybe you were happy with how you looked there and you would like to physically get back to something similar to that. But the biggest thing is with being realistic, it has to be about health. Sure, It it can't be for vanity. Vanity purposes always drives you the wrong direction because it's gonna wear off. You're gonna do fad diets, you're gonna do fad workouts. Yeah. You're going to crash and burn. You're going to put it I back on. I need a quick fix. No, I need there that is pill no that makes fix. me lose. Right? No, this is, it's been a lifelong battle for me and it is a lifestyle change, but you have to be committed to yourself to do that. Um, a lot of people have a hard time with that. So sure. you know what? If you have kids, you have a spouse, you have somebody that you love dearly, even if your motivation starts out doing it for them, do it for mm-hmm. them because then you realize really quickly you're doing it for yourself because you're not any good to anybody else until you can be good for yourself. There's um, there so ahead.
0: much great stuff that you just shared on in there. Totally. I'd like to, I no, like to just hang out on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, I think personally from my, you know, fitness journey and getting into that, like I've kind of realized that a lot of the same things that you're talking about that, you know uh, the fad diets and the mm-hmm. fad for me, it was more the fad workouts, not so much totally. the diets, but I'm going to take a pill and lose a hundred pounds. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. All of all those things like, that doesn't e- work. Yeah, because e- each human, their metabolism is so so different than each yeah. other. You're so much different than mine. Dance yeah, right. is so much different than mine. So it really is a journey. It's about mm-hmm. learning about yourself. And when you can take the focus off of the vanity, or I want to look yeah. like Brad Pitt. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, to to look that way might not be possible for you or it might require eight hours a day of training. And is right. that realistic? He's a pretty right. cool yeah. dude. I mean, he is a pretty <laughs> like, cool I've dude. I'll never look like
2: Angelina <laughs> Jolie. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's never a goal. <laughs> right.
0: But I think that's such a great thing to like keep sure. the focus on, like, you know, on the health and like mm-hmm. being good for myself yeah. and being happy because it is so much more enjoyable because. That that vein, like yeah, right. I want to look like this other person is it's maybe not person, person. yeah Definitely. exactly. Like yeah. I'm me at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like
1: I what now? What do you um man? I want to lose thirty pounds. I want to lose forty pounds, but. Ah, oh, my job. I'm so busy. My my I'm, job. I got kids. I got, I'm so we've busy. All got I don't have excuses. any time. You don't. What do you say to the one man? I want to lose 20, 30, 40, I just. I really yeah. need to do it, but like, I don't have any time.
2: I don't have any. You know, like what? How? How do you conquer that hurdle, that obstacle? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, the first thing again, being realistic. Sure. Know what your end game is. Know what your end goal is. But then put that to the side. You know, you know where you ultimately want to get to, whether it's a certain pound on the scale, which yeah. should pr- almost never be. Yeah. Um, right. You know, because... It's just about living out? It's just, it should be about, you know, your health. But I mean, whether there's, you're trying to get your cholesterol down, whether you've got sugar issues and you're trying to, you know, keep it bay type two diabetes or you're trying to reverse it or whatever. Um, I mean, I do a lot of cooking for people with health problems. So I'm very aware of that. I myself have a metabolic disorder. Uh, Wasn't diagnosed until I was 37 years old. So it's 10 years now I've been dealing with it. And that's why this weight transformation has taken me a while. This last 80 came really from training and fine tuning my diet. You were dedicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, when I say going back to being realistic, set yourself a five-pound goal. Sure. And then also set yourself a five-pound reward. You know? Yeah. Don't let the reward be a donut. Like, that's (laughs) not worth it. Because guess what? Five pounds, you eat a donut, the next day you're going to be up two pounds. So it's not worth it. But, you know, like for me, it was... You know what? I want to lose ten pounds, and then when I lose two, ten pounds, I'm going to get a pair of second skin t- running tights yeah, because yeah. they are expensive, and you're right, but they're good quality. So <laughs> sure, was, sure. for me, it was a matter of, of that. But everybody's got something that there's a vice that they like. You know, whether it's shoes, purses, you know. But like the great thing about what, what you picked was whatever. But you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. encouraging
0: goals. to what you are trying you to do. You
2: have to do it in, in baby steps. Everything in life is about taking baby steps, and, then, and, and and maybe you say like, you know what? I
1: cannot get this until I lose ten pounds. Yeah, until I, I and will. I will can't. not get that and I need to lose 10 pounds and yeah. then I'll get, you know what I'm saying? Like, thinking, yep. I don't know. Is there any other th- motivational, um, cause it's easy to throw out the excuse and it's yeah. easy to say whatever it is. Oh man. I, for your diet or for your yeah. exercise, it's just real. It's a really easy, convenient thing to do, but I, man,
2: I really want to lose that weight. Yeah. Your, your want has to be stronger than your excuse. Yeah. And if you really sit down and you write out what it is that you want in life and you look at it and then you make it realistic and maybe you scratch a few things out. You know, um, like I'll never be a size two. Okay, let's take that off my list. I'll be a <laughs> size 10. Great, okay, I can be a size 10. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then there's the, you know what, I work 60 plus hours a week yeah. and I have an hour plus commute to work. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, you know, I only work 40 hours a week, but it's still it's 11 people. hours a day so totally. with commuting for me. So I think that's more along the lines of the average person. Um, you know, then you've got to deal with kids and then you, when are you gonna cook? And, yeah. but the thing is you have to squeeze it into your life some way or another. I thought I would never be one to get up early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, that turned out to be the absolute best quality me time that I could have ever had. I started waking up earlier, um, which meant I didn't get a better earlier, but it meant that I had to train myself to, get to sleep yeah. right away. So, you know, little mm. use of some melatonin, you know, natural hormone that we have that our body produces sure. just allowed me to start getting better quality sleep so I could get six hours and it was a better sleep so I could right, still right. get up earlier. Um, and the next thing you know, I was at the gym four o'clock in the morning yeah. every day. It takes 21 days to create a habit. My first 21 days, the other thing for me, and I think that this would help a lot of people is accountability. Yeah. Make oh yeah. it public. My journey is on Instagram. You can see from day one where I posted all 21 of my first workouts and said, you know what? 21 days creates a habit. And I counted down. And within that 21 days, then I was like, you know what? I deserve a day off at the gym. I'm not going to get up. Nope. You know what? I'm going to get up the next day and do it anyway. Now, obviously you have to build rest time and recovery time. Um, But to me, that rest and recovery time became my rewards. Right. Hmm. So I've done that. your rewards start <laughs> to change a little bit as you start to move towards your goals. And like, it was no longer, I didn't need anything material, um, but it was, I get to sleep until six o'clock tomorrow totally. morning. Yeah. So that was a great reward for there. me. Yeah. So but. you, um,
1: so it, you know, fantastic, um, you know, uh, 80 pounds. Um, you, in that 80 pounds, you discovered obstacle course racing. I was going to yeah. say OCR. I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> you discover, you discovered obstacle course racing. Uh, I apologize audience. I'm trying not to go too much inside baseball. Uh, but, uh, you, you, you in that, 80 pounds. You discovered obstacle course racing. You loved it. You, you fell in love with it. Um, you did three races, you did terrain race, you did bone frog. What was the third one? Did you do Spartan? Pittsburgh's, you Pittsburgh's did Pittsburgh Spartan. Spartan's Spartan's Spartan. Right. Spartan. Right. Oh, so, so you did. I thought I was going to die. Right. <laughs> I feel you. No, I feel, no, I, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. Uh, that that's you remember. We we're going to do our bonus podcast. That's bonus content. Uh, the no, inside the Pittsburgh Sprint. Oh yes, just uh, <laughs> blank. Yeah. I was gonna die. No, I, no that's so. Yeah. We'll so, the, bon- now, so the bonus content that doesn't exist. It'll be inside the Pittsburgh Spartans. That's sprint. right. So <laughs> we won't have it. Uh, you have places to go and pee. So it, so anywho my long winded tangent, three races in 2017, uh, what you did the following year was 27 races in 2018. So you go through, mm-hmm. um, you know, went from three to 27. It, it really, you know, latched on, you found the, your outlet, which is awesome. And, and I know that I would recommend that to anyone you would re- you know, any kind yeah. of, ad, I mean, I'd recommend OCR, but if for anybody else, yeah. you know, an outlet, um, I want to fast forward a little bit, um, because you faced some adversity uh, some significant adversity uh, in that race it was in September uh, it was ironically in bonefrog in Ma- in Boston in Massachusetts Um can you kind of go through, um, I, I mean, I have it out here, I have yeah. the, um, but can you go through just um, what you, you, like I said, everything was going great, three races in 2017, bam, 27 races in 2018, you're losing pounds, you're down to 82 pounds right now, um, what
2: happened in September in, in Bone Frog in Boston? Uh, well, it was actually Barry, so uh, just outside of Springfield, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fast forward 27 races. Um, huh. I was with my friend and coach uh, Tom Maguire. He's actually lives in Buffalo. Um, he and then his girlfriend, uh, Amy Campo. She's a lot of my running coaching. So mm. really good friends with me. But and they're not professional coaches. They yeah. they do this sport. Um, Amy is actually a triathlon or she just did her first Ironman half Ironman. Oh, wow. um, coincidentally, it was the day after I had my injury. So yeah, I was right. supposed to be there for her and I didn't make it. Yeah. Um, I, it was my first run for endurance and it was something that, you know, Tom and Amy and I were really excited about. And we, uh, you know, my husband couldn't be there, but was definitely rooting for me sure. at home because I was, you know, I had a goal. I wanted to have five laps and was I wanted to get go, that gold yeah, pin. I wanted go the golden around. pin. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Okay, fast forward through the first sprint and challenge course, and I had come up to uh, pretty much next to the last obstacle, not counting Black Ops, which of course is at which the is the hel-
1: which is the one with uh, the that we discussed earlier with the American flag and right, the monkey right. bars and right.
2: Um, they have an obstacle. Um, it's called Dirty Name, and it is a series of three logs that are set about four and a half feet apart, kind of differing heights. too. yeah, like they, there's one. Yeah, kind of, there's kind of a like small log six inches log. off the ground. Yeah, there's yeah. a smaller log. And like, there's a middle-sized log, and there's one that's pretty high. Yeah, the one that's um, pretty high is. I've, I think it's I've about very I this feet. obstacle. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's, it's about pretty eight feet. high. Um, it's one of those obstacles that a lot of series have actually removed it. Um, but again, this is run by the Navy SEALs. It's, it's not for the weak, you know? And and Um, if I can,
1: if I can interject shortly, like you're going through and you have these three sets of logs and, um, I I've done a lot of obstacle course races and I know for me, like this was one of the very few obstacles, if not any, it might be the only one that like, I actually kind of felt a little unsafe. Um, you have the one obstacle, the one log that you're kind of just standing on, which is fine. The second one, you, you, you know, you kind of jump. To is kind of a middle height, you're all right. But that. That second jump to the third jump, um, you pretty much have to crush your sternum onto the log and then catch
2: the log. I mean, it's, it's, oh, really? not, it's that yeah, high. yeah, I mean, it's not, um, well, yeah, yeah, they're the same, dis- they're just about the same distance, right, the right. first, the second, second y- to the third. Y- but sure. There's the visual aspect that there's not anything beyond that third one. You're going to hit your sternum on this log. So you're going mean, to, it's- yeah, and again, it, you kind of have to learn how to jump it to not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to not hit your sternum. <laughs> yeah, right. But go on, um, go on. But I'm yeah, sorry. no, so it's like, you know, I think about the fact that, you know, with Bone it's not for the weak, but at the same time, it is. Actually, one of the best starter races. Sure, do the sprint. It's one if you want to get into the sport. It's one of the best. You mean because it's shorter? No, it's because of the way that their obstacles are laid out, the type that Mm, they have, how they put them on a sprint course versus their challenge course. Pretty demanding. So, if you want to get into this sport, it's a great place to do it. Um, But the thing is, this obstacle, I feared it from the very beginning. I. Came to, to trust myself on it, sure, um, because I'd practiced on it a lot, and I've I've done the course quite a few so times. now. you're familiar now. with? I mean, it's I'm not very, like you yeah, weren't familiar could with it. I pretty much sure. do it in my sleep. Yeah, it's, totally. it's not one of those things that I want to say I was cocky and got you know ahead of myself. Right. Um, I literally just had a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, um, you know, so it was a case of the, the, yeah, how, how did, the racing yeah. material of my shirt and my sleeves that I had had on um, that particular day? We actually had dry logs. There were not there was not a whole lot of mud on that portion of the course. And I lost skin grip of my hands and literally rolled backwards um, as I had log, gone on off the, the, log, on the top Yeah, one,
1: which yeah, is pretty, it's, it's a pretty significant it's, distance. Yeah,
2: it's from the bottom. It's about six feet, yeah. which doesn't sound like very much. But like when you think about the fact that like an average guy is six feet tall, like yeah. think yeah. about that. That's a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, now the only thing was was uh, because of a friend's prior injury, I had very quickly thought about the fact of. Pull my head up, pull my arms There's up, a because second, since I went backwards, we I would have hit yeah. the second log. Um, oh, yeah. So that put me in a U-shape, uh, which was, that was my downfall. No sure. pun intended. But, yeah, that was my downfall. <laughs> Landed on my lower lumbar on the ground, and I uh, it resulted in three broken vertebrae and a tailbone. Wow. Broken tailbone. Oh my gosh. It, um, was, it
1: was the L1, the L2, the L3. You said it was, it was clean, broken, a hairline fracture on um, a T12 hairline fracture. Uh, the tailbone is
2: cracked. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it was just, I can't even remember. Like I know that L1 and S1 it's between that whole range right there. Sure. Um, like cracked, clean, broken. One of them was completely open. Like, they, um, when they took the x-rays, um, I was immediately transported to the trauma center. They passed two yeah. hospitals to get me to UMass, which is, if you're here in Pittsburgh, you know, it's a lot like UPMC, um, so they took me into the trauma center. And luckily I had family from New Hampshire who had been, had come down to watch yeah, me yeah. race. They got my family off the course. They got Tom, whenever he, you know, they found him, got and him you're down. you're about 10 hours away. Like yeah, yeah not we're like nine to nine it, and a half hours yeah, away at this point. My like husband gets a phone call. You, know, wow. you, know, you have three
1: broken, but you know, headline yeah. fractures, three clean breaks <clears> in your bed, and yeah. you're like 10 hours, you know, so, yeah, it's I'm scary. sorry, go on.
2: Yeah, it's, it was scary. Um, you know, the the saving grace was that the, the dedication to the training. Um, you know, luckily Tom had given me a lot of really good exercises to help build my back because it was a weakness spot for me. Sure. Um, that in and of itself, having those muscles along my spine actually saved me because I was within, you know, just a millimeter or two of being paralyzed. Um, the, the full open break, it went into the muscles. The muscles actually held it. Had those muscles oh, wow. not been strong, they would have crossed over the spinal cord and probably severed me completely. Um, so it's definitely one of those things that on the road to recovery, You know, I'm I'm very human. Sure, we all are, and we all have self pity. And every once in a while, as it's been pointed out and reminded to me, um, it's okay to have self pity, and sometimes it's actually quite necessary to have it. Absolutely. Um, But the thing was, I would find myself whenever I would be very down that I couldn't be going to the gym or working out with friends. I had to cancel four races for the year Um, that were pretty big goals for myself. I had to roll, log roll out of bed. Cause that's all, the only way I could move was to yeah. log roll. Um, and I'd put my feet on the ground and I'd wiggle my toes and that's all that I needed. That that would snap me back into reality. Sure, sure. And that I was, you was like, you know what, I, I can walk. It might yeah. be uncomfortable right now and it might hurt, but I can walk because yeah. I was very, very close to not ever walking again. And I'm healing and it's it's been quite an emotional journey more so than physical. The strength will come back. It's gonna take time. Um mm but the emotional journey through the recovery has been harder but probably more strengthening when you yeah.
1: say um you know and and i and, and i think this can be i mean you've had to recover from a broken back yeah. um but i think there are people that are battling you know, cancer, ACLs, anything mm-hmm. that somebody is battling—that it's just really hard. Um, when that moment, when when weakness hits and, and gets you down, um, when you're tired, I've I've heard, you know, I've heard my wife say things like that. You know, like how do you get over? Um, and and I and I want to like how do you get over just lying in bed the whole day? And you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like like the moments when you're down. And you, and I know that throughout your journey, you were very positive, but you had days. Yeah. You're human. Um, yeah. The moments oh, when the weakness, and I, and I think speaking to anybody out there who's battling something, yeah. the moment when your weakness gets you down, when you're tired, when you just like, you just had enough of this, you've had enough, you, all you want to do is be racing and all you want to do, um, how do you get over, um, that, you know, just laying in bed the whole day and
2: wallowing and, you know, oh, man, I'm, you know, how, how do you get over that? For me, it was visualization. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, as I said a little bit earlier, I'm, I'm a very firm believer of meditation and visualization. Um, you know, I had started to when I knew that I couldn't be racing, and you guys were out on the course. It was um, awesome for me. You know, yeah. when I could make it, was, it, I would go to the I would go to the race. It um, was. Uh, how did you do that? Because that's hard for some. You know what I'm saying? There, like, yeah, I made sure. That, I mean, somebody drove me. You know, I but, went with somebody like, who how was racing. You,
1: how did you make? Because I know you went to Bonefrog DC. I saw you at Pittsburgh Sprint and Super. Yeah. Um, you did a couple other Bone, Bone Frogs Frog North Carolina, right? <laughs> how did you? Um. It would be, it could be very easy for someone to say, I'm just not, I just don't want to go. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause for me, it's up. facing the
2: music. <laughs> okay. It's, this is my reality right now. Yeah. And I know that the, the journey that I am making and the transformation that I'm going through, cause it's, it's far from over. Sure. It's, you know, I just believe that we always have to be working on ourselves, but, um, I wouldn't be where I was if it was not for my teammates, sure. either with Steel City Spartans or One Buffalo OCR or Mid Atlantic Bonefroggers. Froggers, um, you know, it's like I because as you had mentioned when this whole thing started, especially you know here in Steel City Spartans, we're a family. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. I have become extremely close with people in the course of eighteen months. Sure. That people who have known me twenty five years don't get with me. They don't. They don't get it. They don't understand it. Definitely. And it's not the racing. It's just kind of the mental aptitude of what we're doing, Um, whatever sport you want to equate that to, you're in the moment, you're pushing for that. But for me, visualization um, helps and I needed to... In order to help myself get better, I needed to cheer you on. Sure. Like I needed to see you on that course during the sprint and super weekend. Well, it was great and to see you. I mean I that's, needed yeah. to know really that was. I want to make sure that the people who helped encourage me that I'm still there for you. Like sure. I can't race with you right now, but as as long as I can make it to some point on the festival area, yeah, and I had my chair and I'd have to pace and whatever and I, I, I had my it. cane, it was I would be there because sure. you know, there's actually a really emotional story inside of this um, as I'm looking at your you know, medals. Yeah. We have, um, when you do race with Spartan, um, everybody tries to shoot for a trifecta, meaning you've done a sprint, a super and a beast. It's all five miles, right. Yeah. Five
1: miles, eight miles and a 13 mile race all in one right, year, all in one year, which is a trifecta um, in Spartan. I have Spartan a,
2: world girlfriend in Steel City Spartans, Keeley, that I'm very, very close with, and she had a personal battle earlier on in the year um, that she was very private about and has since become public, but she was battling breast cancer, and I was aware of it at the time, and she really wanted to run the New Jersey Beast. Mm. Well, we were going to do it together. Yeah. I knew that she couldn't, so I carried her in spirit with me, and there were moments on that mountain I wanted to give up, and I knew I couldn't because I was doing it for both of us. Well, that then comes back and fold to me because as I end up injured- Keely goes out and runs the Pittsburgh super and she carried me at that race. So I needed to be there with her. And, um, another friend of ours, um, Alex had run the Pittsburgh sprint. So Mm -hmm. to us, we have, we consider the true honorary trifecta, which is Mm -hmm. one of us did each one of the segment because somebody couldn't do the other two for whatever physical reason or another, um, And that is, that's why I can show up at the course. There's a lot of people who can very easily say, I can't do this. I don't want to be around it. Uh, Yeah, sure. I'm the opposite. If I can't do it, I still want to be around it because it keeps me in the moment. It keeps me alive. It keeps me moving Um, and encouraging the people who have encouraged me. What
1: did that mean um, twofold? You got a double trifecta at Pittsburgh because um, of Alex, because of Keeley, who, yeah. who finished it. Um, but you also had a moment in Bonefrog, Washington, D.C., um, which, um, you know, again, created by <laughs> Navy SEALs. I'm sorry. Um, um, you're good. <laughs> I, you had the double trifecta at Pittsburgh. Um, can you speak to the moment? Uh, a friend of yours, Eric, um, you crossed the finish line with him um, at that Another friend, Amy, who ran for you. Um, you did you your can, homework. You, a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, but Eric, you, you crossed the finish line with him. Um, I'm not going to steal your thunder about Amy. I'm not going to steal your your thunder about Tom either. Um, can you speak to just what, um, I guess shortly, you kind of touched on it in Pittsburgh, but at the same time, yeah. what happened in Washington, D.C.?
2: Um, Staff Sergeant Eric Crumley, who was who the one who helped me get on Black Ops in right. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, he has since moved with his career as a Marine and lives just outside of DC. We had been scheduled to run the endurance course at DC and it was you hadn't that signed up. You had, yep. Like I'm doing signed this. Signed sure. I ready to go. Sure. Um, you know, Tom and Amy had made sure that my training was where it needed to be so that I could go out and do it. Even if it meant I just did the minimum laps, you know what I mean? It was, that was the first step for me. Well, Obviously, when I got hurt, you know, we notified Eric, and I had said, I'm not going to be able to run. And sure, yeah. I was really, really upset about yeah. that, as was he. Sure. And he said, It doesn't matter. I'm running the course and I will carry you over that finish line. Yeah. And all I could think of was, Wow, you know, life really is full circle. Sure. You know, and this man helped me start yeah. here with a very emotional, impactful action. Um, and here we are. I, can't move, you know, I'm I'm so limited. And he was offering to carry me and he actually even would know how to carry me without hurting me. (laughs) I was strong enough to walk across the finish line with him. He didn't need to carry me. um, We had changed it to a tier one so that he didn't have to be on the the for the duration hours, of, definitely. right. So, it's an um, endurance,
1: which would be a lot of
2: hours right, for him. Right, right. Sure. So he still did nine plus miles. And which then I mean. met him at the the bottom of Black Ops when he came across and we went arm in arm through the finish line together. And it was one of those things that even though I couldn't run it with him, I, I could feel him carrying me on that course. What else happened at that Take that event? double fold and tri-fold. Um, my girlfriend, Amy, who again, kind of gives me my running pointer. She's my triathloner. She... Signs up and she runs tier one. And I didn't know that she was gonna do this. Sure. And um, she went out there and for her, it was a, kind of an important race too, because she kind of got the run by herself yeah, and just yeah. go do this. You know, she yeah. w- she didn't have kids with her. She wasn't babysitting somebody else. And, Definitely. Um, she, when she came across the finish line, she meddled me and she gave her medal to me. Wow. Uh, fast forward now, about another two hours later and her boyfriend... And my coach, Tom Aguirre, he had run endurance, and to date for this year, this was the furthest endurance laps he had made. He had done, he had gone six laps. The goal for incredible. the endurance, I mean, yeah, the goal yeah, for endurance is to get that. to that golden pin, which is is five laps, and he went one past. And as he came through the finish line, like I was trying to get over there, you know, yeah, kind of right. hobbling That's over, so cool. and had caught some pictures of him on, you know, one of the obstacles at the end, and. He calls me over, and the next thing I know, he looks over at Josh, who's one of the Navy Seals that helps run Bonefrog. and he said, "Do you want to do it, or do you want me to do it?" <laughs> and I'm just kind of standing there with Amy and Tom, sure. like, "What are you? What are you talking yeah. about? What are you discussing?" And yeah. they meddled me again. Wow! And it's one of those things that to they have gave you all somebody, pin, all your pins, too. yeah. I mean, yeah. to have somebody dedicate a race to you, um, you know, that just it shows respect. It shows belief Mm -hmm. and that helps to instill belief in yourself. Sure. So going back to why I needed to be at the races to cheer people on is when there are people who are starting to doubt themselves, and I can tell you the Pittsburgh Super, there were quite a few people who were having a rough time because it was such a unique race this year, the way they had to wrap it with a three-day setup period. That, you know, after the race, there were a couple messages and Facebook posts on, you know what, your hug on lap three got me through. Sure, Your hug on lap two, I thought I wasn't gonna make it. And I I did, and I knew that I'd see you again on lap three. And sure enough, they did. Absolutely. And that's the way that I feel. And the fact that Eric and Tom and Amy, did what they did, that has just pushed me to the fur- to a further level. Sure. You know, um, I'm striving for endurance. I'm striving for more trail races. There will be a few less obstacles in my immediate future um, <laughs> as I'm still healing. Um, but it's there is a brother and sisterhood and it's not just to this sport. However, I have found as somebody who has been overweight, who is older than some of the runners coming into the sport, never, ever, ever on 30 races now. So three last year, 27 this year, did anybody ever make me feel I did not belong on that course? It's never been anything Mm. but encouragement. That's
1: awesome. I think along those lines, uh, I, I I don't want to say it was kind of trending, but a lot there was, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not with it with the kids, the hip kids, but like, I will say that maybe a hashtag was trending or definitely a theme was trending. There was
2: a hashtag. (laughs) Um,
1: And there were a couple different ones. It was either hashtag run for Steph um, run hashtag for Steph. it's pretty and, cool Toughest Mother by Britney. Britney put, put, me put me it her on her bib, which yeah. and she did World Toughest Mother, which is the um, I guess the pinnacle for, for yeah, Tough Mother for yeah, anybody. crown right. of crown for, for any, And murder. on yeah. her bib was for Steph. A lot of people yeah. they put on their arm in black magic marker for Steph. What awesome. was it like? And and I'll and I'll go. I'll, I'm going to touch on it a little bit, but just to kind of Steel City Spartans. There's an award ceremony at the end uh, of the year. Uh, you had, week. it's <laughs> right, it's a Dave and Buster's, it's just, it's, nice. night. it's an excuse nice. to get together. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, but there are awards, you got most improved female, most inspirational, um, you know, best, we call them OCR kisses, which is, um, you know, like the bruises you have after the races. Um, there's another one that's best obstacle dismount that was, <laughs> that was kind made. of a tongue in cheek kind of, but, but I guess the, my yeah. whole, my theme of it, not to get on the awards, but I, I want to say, um, hashtag run for Steph, hashtag for Steph. Um, yeah. and you saw it all over the board and all that, and all the, you know, the people putting in on their arms in black magic marker, um, people putting it all over. Um, what was it like, um to have to be surrounded by that. Um you, you mentioned the one time you said they all hold me up when I cannot. I'm surrounded by love. Um, there it is. I run for Steph. Right? She said, "If if we, I run for Steph. It's some, on somebody's." Uh, she showed a picture here. The um, background of my phone. Sure, <laughs> the background of your phone. I thought you just clicked to a picture. <laughs> That's the yeah, background, it's a background, of, my a background phone. of your phone, right? Um, they hold me up when I cannot. I'm surrounded by love that gets me through the darkest hours. Um, what does that support mean, and how much does that
2: mean to anybody who's fighting something? I think that that means the world to anybody. Absolutely anybody. And it doesn't matter what your battle is. Um, you know, the the scariest thing about making any kind of change in your life or about make, having going through any kind of recovery. Um, I mean, you know, God, I'm blessed. You know, this is this is something I'm recovering from. I've sure. never had any major, major diseases, um, you know, but there are way too many people out there fighting things somewhere. You know, a lot of people feel like they're alone, but you really yeah. aren't. Um, take a look around and sometimes it's the people you expect the least to be there for you mm. that turn out to be the ones that become your backbone. Mm. Um, so continue to always look for the good in people and it is with any kind of injury um, or illness and I the, I can speak by going through um, – Cancer with my mom. She passed sure. away when I was nineteen. Um, you know, one of the things, sadly, with a terminal disease that you see a lot of is people tend to become cynical, yeah, um, and jaded. And you know what? That is it, certainly not my place to judge yeah, them because yeah. I'm not walking in their shoes, and Definitely. I'm not looking at. You know, passing away, I don't know what they're going through. Um, But, you know, with any kind of injury, when it's something that really matters to you, you you get the same way, Um, even if it's just for a short period of time. That's when you need to, and again, this is what my, you know, my friends and my teammates have reminded me of, it's okay to scream out. Yeah, scream out that okay you up. need help. Yeah, you need help because you know what? Today I can't cope. I, you know, the days that I couldn't, you know, my visualization didn't work. Yeah, you know, it was very easy for me then to text two or three different people, and you know, whether it was two o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon, somebody would always get back to me at some point and say it's okay. Like mm-hmm. it, so, that's a thing that I want to just stress to everybody who's fighting anything. When you have moments of weakness. It's okay because, in all honesty, when you are at your weakest moment, you're actually showing the most strength that you have. Sure. Because, in order to allow yourself to feel that weak, that takes real strength to do that. And I think a lot of people don't look at it that way. They, won't and they hold look it at in. it as a true weakness. Yeah. No, no, it's not. For you to actually admit to yourself that you are weak right now, that requires a whole lot of strength within your own head, yeah. within your own mind to allow yourself to acknowledge that. And, yeah. you know, there are there's counseling for people. Sure. Um, you know, I'm one of the people, I'm in counseling, you know, I have not seen him recently due to not being out of the house yeah. a whole lot, but, um, you know, I'm one of those people that believe healthy people go to counseling, sure. because you know what, you're able to admit you need help. Um, right. Life is tough, mm-hmm, and, yeah. st- and we all know that. We sure. are battle- you're all battle so much of the same things, you know, just, Time in the day, you know, what your desires are, how do you get them in, you know, family, how do you spend enough time with them? You know, long gone are the days of the single parent, you know, workers, Um, you know, so life is very different and it's difficult. Um, You know, visualize what you want and put yourself in your visualization and you slowly can get there and just remind yourself it's okay to be weak because through weakness comes strength.
0: Uh Yeah. I I love the focus too of like you know, writing things down, visualize, mm-hmm. because it gives you uh, it, it gives you that focus it does. and that ability to like play the long game because mm-hmm. otherwise right. it's, it's just so easy to, it's almost You're kind right. of built into our cu- culture where everything is, you just want it to be immediate. And what struck me so loudly was when we were talking earlier about you lost 82 pounds in a year, was it? And I did the math real quick in my head and that's about <laughs> a quarter pound a day. Wow. Which is, I I was about two a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's impressive. I I I never
1: even thought about it that way. I didn't either. I'm just not good at math. I mean, it's, well,
0: (laughs) Well, it's incredible when you think about like you lost 82 pounds in a year, but if you hop on a scale every day, you're not going to see those results Uh every day. It it, it really is a long game, even though it is incredible. And I had to
2: learn that. I have been ordered off, yelled at, and everything else to get off of a scale. And, you know, the one thing, anybody battling weight, I I want to get rid of the number one, maths confusion. Muscle does not weigh three times more than fat. Yeah. A pound is a pound is a pound is a pound. Sure, sure, like yeah. I don't care if it's a pound of marshmallows or a pound <laughs> of fat. It's still a pound.
0: It's true. Yes.
2: Muscle takes up three times less space. Yeah. It's denser. Than yes. fat. So, Correct. you know, Absolutely. that's why, and this has had to be drilled into me and I'm going to be completely honest. It still needs to be drilled into sure. me. I still get on the scale more often than I probably should. Um, you know, but it's one of those things for me, I'm trying to keep things in check right now. Right. Um, I've been very fortunate that I have not gained any weight while I've been, down yeah. for the last three months. But, I'm but sure your I also know too. that it's because I'm losing muscle weight. I'm also losing muscle mass yeah, right now. Yeah. So I'm expecting the scale to go up. Um, you know, Thomas reminded me of that. Amy has reminded me of that. Yeah. My husband reminds me of it <laughs> all the time because of course he's the one who gets to see the daily obsession if I'm looking in the mirror at sure, sure. body parts too long or whatever. Yeah, it happens. Um, the, the scrutiny, because yeah. we all still do that. You know, everybody's got a body part they don't like. But Definitely. um, it's, for me, visualization is something that, it's it's not just mental it actually becomes physical when you Mm -hmm. can get to the point that one of the ways that i continued to race was i kept choosing the new jersey beast in my head because that was my oh this year like that was my the one i thought i really had to push the hardest on Um, on the
1: mountain for yeah it ended up being
2: 14.7 miles yeah and there was a 1532 elevation climb so yeah that was that was pretty substantial and I was told ahead of time it was going to be rough so I was scared going into it sure, sure. but I went in there alone and on the course alone and I left a lot of emotions on that course mm-hmm. and now when I feel like I need to go for a run I will literally laying in my bed I will start at that start in the starting corral, yeah, yeah. I get over that four foot wall. I'm in that starting corral. And you know, listening to the same speech totally. that we listen to every time and we go through the, you know, a root, a root, a sure, sure. And I run the course in my head. I've actually gotten to the point now, I leave my garment on, I've actually gotten to the point now that my heart rate starts to elevate. Yeah, yeah. You know, huh. as I'm as I'm ascending the hills, my heart rate goes up. And when I'm pushing in my mind harder that I'm running, my heart rate goes up. Sure. I'm laying in my bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm laying in my bed. I mean, yeah. I'm not doing sure, anything, sure. but in my pajamas, I'm laying in my bed. Right. But when you can just get to the point that you are visualizing so hard that you have got yourself in the location where you want to be, yeah. you can make physiological changes in your body. Oh, Yeah. I totally agree with that. There's a lot of people that don't. So I'm glad that you do because it's something that, you know, between that and the meditation to bring you kind of back down and to let go of stress. I mean, it helps so
0: much and you can apply it to anything. Like I first learned that from a guest we had on the show, Jeff Kelly. Absolutely. He would teach that to us swimmers in high school. Yeah. And- uh, I mean, he took he took us aside for the beginning of practice for about a half an hour and taught us some visualization techniques. So it really just
1: visualizing yourself, you know, with you swimming the race. A show, sure, yeah. playing a show or playing a perfect uh, show or swimming a perfect race, or
0: but yeah. you know, you Absolutely. can do that with like you can even do that with an interview. Yeah, like I, I love that. Like going into and imagining the questions you'll be asked. Yeah, and so I'm nailing this it's right al- now. It's almost like you've you've gone yeah. through it already. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you're a veteran
2: yeah. at it. And you're I also right. believe that that. It works really well for people who are struggling with addiction. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, addiction, absolutely no bias. Totally. And, you know, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's shopping, gambling, you know, whatever. There's so much food. There's so many different addiction types of addiction. Always, it's not always drugs. No, it's not. And, um, and again, it has absolutely no bias. The thing is, is when you're on the road to, you know, um, re- when you're on the road to recovery, uh, you know, part of the 12 steps, I mean, there's, I mean, those who have gone through the the 12 step programs, they know what each of those steps are. Um, but again, visualization, and it's seeing you at your optimum self, you yeah. know, um, when you're, you know, if we were to use alcohol for an example, and it's like, you know, you've had a really bad day at work, it's very, very easy to stop by at the local bar, sure. you know, place that you've gone all the time and they know you and wouldn't think anything of you walking in to order, you know, two or three scotches or, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is you're, you're drinking. Um, but the thing is, is in that process of maybe heading there, start to visualize yourself at your optimum. Yeah. Where is it that you want to be? Get that end game picture in again. Yeah. Everything is a baby step to get you there yeah. with the short-term goals, but you always have to have that bigger picture. And when mm. you're visualizing, you have to have that big picture at the end of mm. it. So it works a lot with, I mean, bipolar disorder. Um, if you can get people... Um, you know, who are on the spectrum, anxiety, it really helps with anxiety for them to have something to focus on. Hmm. Um, I've dealt with that in my family and it's something that it's just, it it fits every aspect of everybody's life. Um, At least that's what I think. I'm not an expert, but (laughs) you know, it's what I think. Yeah, I Um, think so. You know, Mm -hmm. the one thing that's come about in my downtime is that I have confirmed that I am gonna become certified as a sports nutritionist. And nice. I'm gonna uh, receive my three certifications for personal training. And you can awesome.
1: which which helps you, you know. I mean, you go from and right. it's
2: not it, it's not ever gonna be a full time career for me. Um, you know, I also have a a small catering business, so to speak, um, called Favorites Cafe. It's on Facebook. Little podcast, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but what it is is I, you know, with with Favorites Cafe there are so many people who have dietary restrictions. Yeah. And, you know, I certainly am not monitored by the Board of Health, but I can tell you every single ingredient, I can break it down to every macronutrient that's in it. And yeah, yeah. if yeah. you need to be low fat, which really is not good for anybody, but if you need to be low fat, I can make you low fat. If you need to be low sodium, low carb, sure, sure. you know, keto, I personally am, am on the keto lifestyle. Uh, right now I can't, because I need to drink way yeah, too much yeah. milk. So um, <laughs> way too many carbs in milk, but, you know, it has agree. to be cow's milk while I'm milling. You're, going. you're um, right, you're right. You know, it's one of those things that that's where my love for further nutrition came from, as I had and to modify- And it goes modify, hand in hand with your diet. Exactly, as you're I right. had to modify how I ate, because, I mean, carbs are really not good for a lot of people. Um, I agree. Extreme athletes, fine, because you know what? You can get the energy burst from them. You're going lose it. If you are yeah, if, you're, if right. your metabolic yeah. system's working properly, fine, you're gonna get the energy, burst them out, go, it's gonna give you the, the power you need. Um, I'm one of those ones that- like to carb load, I found out whoa, does not sure, work. Absolutely, it backfires on me. I will be sluggish as I'll get out, Definitely. and you, I'll stay that way for about 18 hours. If I tried to carb, you know, load. even I'll
0: make a comment on somebody that doesn't have you know any of those dietary restrictions, at least yeah. that I know about. Uh, <laughs> but I don't even like the carb loading idea either because what I noticed from what I used to do at the gym was we would carb load, take wax maize or anything to try mm-hmm. to like give us fuel to work harder in the gym. But what I noticed psychologically was I started expecting or needing that to have to go to the gym. Yes. And so You're kind I'm, of leaning on it as a crutch. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Free
2: workout. Same way. Absolutely. Exactly. So yeah.
0: I, I like it more the way I'm going now where I'm just trying to eat consistent all the time. And so you've, you you do not feel like, Oh, I didn't take this, Pre workout, I didn't eat this way, Man, so I, I can't really go to the gym. really need to kick right. in. It's kind of like a crutch in a weird way.
2: It is the way that, and I don't see, I, I don't have any problems with people using supplements yeah. as far as like pre workouts and post recoveries, sure. and you know, I you know, I do upload you know a little more protein into my diet using yeah, supplements yeah. as well, um, but I try as hard as I can for it to be, you know, eating eating pure, um, eating clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, what, like pre workout, for example, um, like I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah, if you train. You will literally program your body to do what it needs to do. And then if on race day that you do feel like you need a little more giddy up, go ahead and start the morning out with a pre-workout. It's going to give you a little bit more jump because you are not dependent on it. You have not been taking it for the Mm. two months, three months leading up to that race. Um, You know, perfect example, caffeine. You know, it's the same yeah. thing. You know, if you deprive your body of caffeine and you know, if the whole world switches over to decaf coffee, <laughs> it, it's, and then all of a what sudden travesty. I you need a little pick me up, <laughs> guess what? Have a cup of coffee with some caffeine and you'll and get it, it will pick you up. Yeah. So most people don't realize that they're not really getting any effects of caffeine because it's so embedded in their, their daily diets. Yeah. You, you, it doesn't keep you at work alert. alert it doesn't Definitely. keep you awake. But you may, but you think it you is. You think it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a chemical.
1: Yeah. I wanted to, to, to backtrack just a bit. I, I apologize. That's no, okay. um, You had said before, and we talked about how much the OCR community, how much Steel City Spartans and the group supported you. Uh, they hold me up when I'm when I cannot. I'm surrounded by love that can't get me through my darkest hour. But I think it was the other way around too. Um, you had other people send you bracelets. You had people send you necklaces. You had people send you cards, um, blankets. <laughs> yeah, right. You're wearing them. Um, yeah. a, a hoodie. A trifecta hoodie.
2: Um still did you, no you still clue. don't know who that I have was? Somebody had bought me a Trifecta jacket because I did my goal was to complete two, so I have my honorary one that Alex and Keely and I did. But I did complete one Trifecta prior to that and somebody what? bought me what one. did it mean? A ninety dollars trifecta jacket. Well, I have no clue. Cheap. It was. Nobody's yeah. come up and confessed yet. So, yeah,
1: um, um like that's I that's have suspicions, awesome. so. but yeah. <laughs> what What does it mean to you to say you know you're you? They say that your post and positive attitudes they help me start my diet. They motivate me. Your story encourages me. Keeps like what? Me going. Yeah, I, how, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that is
2: something that I people. S- did, I mean, I built, saw it. Yeah, I saw it. You know, you're wearing the bracelets. That, yeah, sure. I mean, it is. It is still something to this day that um. <laughs> I'm actually getting a little emotional, sorry. Um, no, that's great. No, that's know. okay. It's something You're, lead, you're that, a little bit here on the podcast, I'm too. Exactly <laughs> <a> i <little bit laughs> here. Well, we're talking about the sports. The left behind. Um, you know, when when gifts started showing up, um, I mean, first of all, I was just absolutely floored. Yeah, um, yeah. That people this were was even, like right after, sure. It, yeah, I mean, I, literally, I think that because the first gift that had arrived um, was from Elizabeth and it was a right. beautiful necklace and a candle from uh, the Joshua tree. And I there's a lot that, yeah. of meaning there. Sure, and, absolutely. you know, it's, it's so funny because when I first started into this sport and I first met everybody at one of our picnics mm-hmm. um, at Ken's house last year, you know, Elizabeth was one of those people that when I first looked at her, oh my God, she was so elite. Like yeah, she yeah. was, mm-hmm. she, she just had this amazing, you know, athletic figure and she had this ability to, to do this sport in a way that was just awe-inspiring sure. to me. And then that, you know, that continued on to, you know, to Brittany and to Trisha and to right, everybody. Right. Just, you see everybody's abilities. And as I was starting my journey, I'm thinking, oh God, I'll never get there. Sure, like, sure. I, what am I doing? Like, I'm older kinda, than that. I'm twice com- their size. You kind of compare and, a little bit, you know. You, right, right yeah, sure. But then that's also what kind of snapped me out of, Definitely. you know, don't compare my- insides of somebody else's outsides yeah. right. because everybody's got that battle. But when everybody kind of flooded forward, um, literally starting with the, the day after I got back from Massachusetts when my husband came up to get me. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of, if, if I can interject just a little bit, was, um, you
1: you were in Massachusetts. You had to go halfway uh, in Allentown. Is that right? We oh, made it, we made it to, you, Wilkes-Barre. to Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, so my you, cousin
2: actually got us a hotel room um, so because you spent, we knew I couldn't, there's no way I could do nine handle, and a half hours. You couldn't handle the drive home with yeah. your, oh,
0: wow.
1: with your back, yeah. you yeah. know, like you went from Boston to, and, and you spent maybe less than a week,
2: a little bit less than a week, five days, roughly, am I estimating? We, well, I was, yeah, I was in the hospital actually three days, two nights, three days. That, yeah. Um, wow. there, the kids, once they had realized when they did the CT scan that they didn't need to do surgery, the thoracic surgeons there had said, let's get her home. Like we sure. got to get her back to Pittsburgh. Let's get her stabilized. And then you couldn't handle the 10 hour drive. Right. Back I couldn't back. handle sure. the 10 hour drive back. So we split it in two. Um, so I actually woke up in Wilkes-Barre on September 11th, which was my 47th birthday. And I thought, yippee, who doesn't yeah, want right. a walker for the 47th birthday? I, know, right? yeah. <laughs> I the best birthday ever. Wait, oh gosh. Gosh. So, so I guess when you get back and then you get flooded with the cards yeah, and everything the and, cards and, the and the gifts and, gifts sure. and the, and it, it's not even just from the injury. I mean, throughout the year, as I was continuing to share my posts, yeah. I had no clue. You were just sharing. You were that just... I was going to post as much as I did. How yeah. many mornings yeah. could, I, could people possibly want to look at me rolled out of bed, bed head, <laughs> half, half my makeup on from the night before, you know, a sweaty mess until I, I start getting Facebook messages and text messages where, you know what, Steph, you made me get out of bed today. Like you're, you're, you're just being consistent and you're, you know, I got, I would also get a few, you know, Warning messages from those that were getting a little concerned of, are you building in rest time? Are you like, we don't want you going too far. And so it was for me to find my balance. You know, I gained that from my teammates and now family. I mean, really, some of them are just family. What did it mean
1: to speak out and to say that? um, Because there's a lot of people that can keep that inside of you. You know, when you're going through a battle, when you're going through a struggle, whatever it is, what did it mean to speak out and to be transparent like that? It was eye opening. Yeah. Hmm. Me, and I guess how yeah. much can that maybe help somebody else to, to maybe yeah, again, be more no transparent? Matter, than, yeah. Sure. Again,
2: no matter what you're battling or what your your goals are in life, um, you have to become vulnerable because you know what? You already are. Mm-hmm. What, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference? Because nine times out of 10, we are way harder on ourselves than anybody else ever could be. You're right. So why not share your journey and why not come out and say, guys, this is my goal. This is what I'd like to do. And again, it's accountability because you've shared that with somebody or in my case, I shared it with, you know, how many members we have? 1,500 and something members now Um, in addition to my 500 plus member in Buffalo, you know, it's... It's, you know, so you've got the accountability there. Um, But then the other thing is when you present yourself with transparency, you get that in return. And speaking yeah. of Elizabeth, she actually had put a post out earlier in the year that was very thought provoking, and probably still the post with the largest responses to it to date. Um, I agree. You know, I saw it. you know what I'm talking absolutely. about. Um, yeah, we
1: discussed it. It was right before we talked to John. I was going to say John a test to it. it yeah. Sure is. yeah,
2: so many people, um, you know, guys, and, it and talked about. Came, I guess kind of people talking about their battle. Yeah. And what's your, was, what's yeah. your why? what is your why? Why do you do this? And it went deeper than why do people do the sport? And it went into like, why do I keep going every day? And it was impressive. It was, yeah. And the thing that was very shocking to me was how many men came forward with, you know, domestic abuse, um, sexual abuse, you know, mental, emotional, physical abuse. Um, And you know what? It made me love them. Instantly, sure. because you felt safe enough with us to be able to share that. And because of that particular post in that day, there are so many of us now that are connected in a way mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. we can relate. And it's like, so the thing is, is my hope in being transparent and I'm going to continue it. You sure. know, I don't like my pictures in the morning, but it yeah, is what yeah, it yeah, is yeah, yeah. because the more transparent that I am, the more transparent somebody else can be. Sure. Sure. And hey, I'm fighting that too. When you but when you can be transparent, guess what? That's when the people who are around you who love you, that's when they can actually see that you need help and you don't even have to ask for it. Yeah, right. True. Yeah. Cuz then they see it. Yeah. And making your getting yourself to that vulnerability, again, we already are. So why not just show it? What's it going to hurt? It's it's not going to make any situation worse. Yeah, I, I have, um, and I was going to break it into two, but we're kind of run a little short.
1: I have a phrase that um, you kind of threw out. Uh, maybe maybe I was, you know, looking a little bit. He's been stalking. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit. It's okay. I
2: totally respect you.
1: You, you call it stalking. <laughs> I call research. it preparing. Exactly. Yes, you know, research. <laughs> maybe. Um, no, you, we're friends it's you really said, cool. <laughs> No, you're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said you have the power to overcome anything life throws at you. Um, nothing is as powerful as I'm sorry. You have the power uh, to overcome anything life throws at you. Nothing is as powerful as a made up mind. Surround yourself with people who remind you that ma- you matter. Don't give up cave in or stop believing that it's possible. It's not over till you win. What does that mean to you?
2: You know, not stop, stop. Yeah. You never stop. That's, is a, that whole, for anything, it's, that's anything a whole lot of words. That, yeah. It's a whole lot of words. Um, to and that was a two, And that was a two-word
1: answer. Come on, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Just
2: to just keep moving. Um, right, right. And yeah, it doesn't matter what your goals are. I mean, whether it's sports, whether it's school, whether yeah. it's fighting addiction, whether it's trying to get yourself out of an abusive relationship, whether it's you know, um, you know, some kind of you feel that you might have some kind of mental you know issues sure. that you need to work through, um, whether it's arguing with your spouse, fighting with your parents, you yeah. know, it it doesn't matter. Just always look at your end goal and just never stop. Mm. Never stop.
1: One more for you. Don't give your power to anyone. Don't let the past steal your present or prevent your future. I am worthy. I am enough. Hashtag hold on to your dreams. Life is too short. Uh, for for uh, to be mediocre. There it is. You have
2: a tattoo. Uh, yeah. I have a tattoo yeah, that says, I am worthy. I am, worthy. am enough. Um, uh, what do, what it's actually right as Jam Jam. That's how Tom sees it. But, you know, sees it as a J. Don't, <laughs>
1: don't give your power to anyone. Don't let the past or your present. Prevent your, you know, I am worthy. I'm enough. Hold on to your dreams. Life's too short to be mediocre. What does what does that mean? Well,
2: those hashtag. a couple of those are my hashtags. I saw um, a couple, yeah. Yeah. Life's too short to be mediocre. I appreciated
1: the hold on to your dreams one.
2: Plug for the podcast. Uh, but yes. But yeah, go, go on. What does, um, what does that there, mean? Each of, those, each of those couple ones um, I share with somebody. Um, life is too short to be mediocre. I share with Joseph Bowe and my Buffalo group. Um, it was something that very early on we had discussed, and I said, I love that, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. stealing it. And he said- Take it, you know, by all means. And This is mine now. This is mine now. And it is something okay. that has been that life is too short to be mediocre is in every single one of my posts for the most part. Um, if it's usually fitness related. Mm-hmm. But it really applies to everything. Um, the Hold On To My Dreams, I share with Jim Neuer. And it is a song that we both hold near and dear to our hearts. So, you know, we that's I carry that with me. Um you know, there's, there's a couple of them that I use, but the, and it's funny that you actually pulled that one. Cause that's a very recent, was a very recent one that I yeah. had posted. Um, I didn't go back that far. And it <laughs> was, uh, you know, I've been, while I've been down, you know, as I said, I'm in therapy and I'm still dealing with demons of my own, um, from years past. And, you know, as I'm trying to transition into going back to work next week, a little bit of reality is coming back sure. in and trying to get into my schedule. Well, I've had a few things creep back in emotionally. Sure. Where, Okay. The stress level is starting to come up a little bit. So some things are coming out and, um, don't let the past, you know, steal your present or prevent your future. Uh, that is one. I don't know if anybody's ever said that. I just thought of it, but you took that one too. That's, that's right. Yeah. Not? I don't know if it belonged to anybody. That one is just something I wrote it's out there. No. but it's, yeah,
0: it's, you know, no, when it's... you are
2: full of self doubt, you don't realize that you're not living to your fullest potential.
0: Sure, and guess what? Right,
2: you're... You, you're letting it, you're letting what's happened in the past, steal your present hmm. And if you're, you're right. losing your present, there's no way you can prepare for the future. So it's sure. it's stopping that too. So that's, t- for me, that's kind of like a big thing. Sure. It's just to always remember that what happened in the past is in the past, it helped to make you who you are, good or bad. And yes, there's going to be times it's going to creep into your life and yeah. it's going to hurt and you need to cry and you need to cry and you need to let sure. it out and then you move on. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't have anything else taken from
1: I will say I have one last thing. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Ben's giving me the sign. He's giving me the cane. He's going to. I've been uh, yeah. winking so much. No, I'm just What's kidding. What's wrong with
0: your eye? Give some eye
1: No, I'm trying to tell him to stop. Um, <laughs> you, and, and I just want to just have, you know, I um you are fusing.
2: I am fusing. Which is outstanding. Your There's back is fusing. Growth.
1: That's great. No yeah. bone growth in all three breaks yeah. uh, or fractures. Your tailbone's healed. Yep. Um, you're back to work uh, today. Monday? Today Monday? because the because the episode drops today, but you're back to work Monday. Yeah. Um, forty hours Perfect. by January first. Yeah. Um, and you know you can bend forty three degrees, <laughs> which is you know no light jogging. Yeah, that was my measured. Yeah. You
2: know, how but, far I could go.
1: Um, some on the treadmill. Um. I guess when this airs you would do you would have done a to you're a, a rock which is kind of a back kind of backpacking. It's, I just wanna, I yeah, wanna, rucks
2: are I want to I don't want a Roxer basic hiking with a, bike, hiking a backpack, backpack. I don't and then wanna, you put PT in there but right I
1: don't want to um you know take away from what it is right. but I just want to kind of paint a picture for someone who yeah, doesn't know what right. a rock is. Um but you you are doing that we'll have done that by the time this airs. Yeah. Um and you have an aggressive to you know just because your, your your l1 your l2 your l3 are clean broken that doesn't mean you're like hey we're going there's no there's no you know and I saw your your schedule there's no it's very aggressive which is incredible um, you, you know <laughs> can you speak to um, a couple things not only your growth your aggressive schedule and, and I did want to pull one more quote you said your body will overcome these breaks your mind will overcome these doubts can you kind of tie that in with maybe um, how you're you know how you are um. You know how you're kind of growing, and then how aggressive your schedule is too at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's um, you know, again, it's I keep feel like I keep going back to this, but going back to visualization, um, that is what is allowing me to create the schedule that I want. Um, and then you know, back in the beginning when I had said being realistic. Um, I am also being very realistic. Definitely, there's, yeah. there's a good chance that, you know, some of the races that I wanted that were early in the season that I am scheduled for, I'm going to have to defer them. Um, that to me is just, you know, a smart thing to sure. do. Uh, cause there's no sense, you know, although I love the sport, it's yeah, not yeah. something that I'm willing to risk my back for. Um, Again, I, I it, <laughs> yeah but, but
1: I think in one sense, like it doesn't. It's not it drives like me. Yeah, it's not
2: like you're afraid to get back. You know what no. I'm saying? Sure, absolutely. No, I'm like anxious. I, yeah. yeah, I'm very anxious to get yeah, back totally. on the course. Um, and the biggest thing for me is that I have to remember to be nice to myself because when I first go out on that course, um, it's one of those things that you know there are going to be things that I'm not going to be able to do yeah. just right. simply because physically I'm not able to move that way yet. Definitely. Um, so that's okay. I have penalties in my head for sure, races sure. that don't have them. Uh, you know, I know on average how long. It would take me to get through an obstacle. So my time penalty will be according to that. You sure, know I'll be sure. planking and a lot of squatting. So, right. <laughs> um, but you know, cause I'm a firm believer you, you have to give it your all. Um, I agree. but you, you can't give it your all to the point that you're going to lose it all. Right. So, um, you know, just seeing again, my end game, cause my end game, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So mm-hmm. my, my goal, my end game goal is still out there. I'm still on the baby steps and reaching, reaching all of these little goals. Sure. And yeah, the, the endurance trifecta this year to try to get three of the ultras in is that's 26 miles for anyone who doesn't 30, Spartan, it's actually but 30 plus, but 30. Plus.
1: I mean, yeah. it's, it's something that takes regularly like 12 hours, 30, you know, 12 to 15 hours mm-hmm. or so. to Some do. Of the
2: guy, depending on where you're doing it, the Spartans, right. a lot of our gang can actually do it in under eight hours. Um, it's my goal me. is to do it in under <laughs> 10. Yeah. My yeah. goal is to do it in under 10. Um, I mean, again, this is, I'm just coming into my second full season. Sure. Sure. Um, but I'm being realistic and, uh, keeping my end game. In sight, and that's, you know, I hope to be one of those people one day. That you know what I'm. They got to create a new age group for me. Yeah, right. That's awesome. I want. Yeah. I want them to create an age group because sure. guess what? You know, it's like, do you see a seventy? will you see a seventy-two year old woman out there? Technically, there already are, which is amazing. Those women are completely That's inspiring like joe,
1: joe silvero who's in the group too who's
2: who's gonna be 70 i was gonna say he's 69 70. yeah he's, he's 69. 69 or 70 exactly I, he's amazing. My, i've met him at my gym he's incredible it's amazing i want to be the one element, of best you in know? the world i want to be me but years. i want to be able to still do
1: it at I, that totally. age. He's 69 years old to be going out and doing these he's he's my and diploma. when did he start uh, he's, he's always been a runner.
2: I know, but he didn't start into actual obstacle course racing until just a couple years ago. Yeah, right? Yeah, it was it so you was figure fairly he recent. wasn't a spring chicken when he started. Sure, yeah, yeah makes he was me in
1: feel his like 60s. I was. Yeah, <laughs> he's the best. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, is, and I always tell him. I said, Joe, you're one of the best in the world. He's like, Ah, no, that's because you know he Joe's the best. But that's yeah. just but he's to humble. your to your point. You know, yeah. to your point, there are people who are 69, 70, You just never expect it, and you can't and not oh. put a limit on yourself. I mean, here you are
2: with you know, it, a quote unquote injury, but you're like, Hey man, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know where everybody stands in their faith. Um, you know, but it, you know, if you believe in God and you believe that all things are possible, um, I mean, God didn't put limits on any of us. Sure. You know, we are, we, and this world was create, were created limitless. So yeah. who are we to put limits on ourselves? Sure. So, I mean, why? It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I love, I love your motivation and it's, it's very contagious. Well, that's and so, good. yeah it's <laughs> that's awesome good. uh so, I could go for
1: another hour. I won't. You'll kill me. You both. You'll kill me. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> get her to Buffalo. We do. We do have to get her gonna to say, Buffalo. I have a birthday celebration. Yeah, we
2: gotta, and it um, actually is Amy and Tom's. By oh, the time awesome. this is aired, it, we will have done it. But yeah, um, that's so tomorrow awesome. is Amy's birthday, and then the fourth is Tom's birthday. That's so incredible. we're we're going for a celebration. Yeah. Got to celebrate. Hey, they're my coaches. They're my coaches and my best friends. And you so. get and
1: you you know they help you on Black Ops. They help, do both times. They give you your medals. They run the race. I mean, it's it's
2: incredible. It's there's definitely. I mean, and again, you had said it in the beginning. Yeah. When you say that it's a family, um, there's definitely a brotherhood and sisterhood that exists Mm -hmm. here that is like none that I've ever known. And I didn't know it in track in high school. I didn't know it in swimming. I didn't know it in volleyball. You have a team aspect, but here it's an individual sport. Yeah. But again, that whole thing of like, you and I could, well, we're different genders, so we wouldn't, but I mean, you know, if I were a guy, you and I could be competing for the same spot on a podium. Right but that wouldn't stop either one of us no. from rooting the other one on. And no, it's yeah. like, well. its it doesn't matter. And it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, You'd probably probably one of my- anyway. Huh? He'd probably beat me in no, Yeah, no, no, no. At least not right now. Give me some time. Right. But, um, <laughs> no, one of, I think one of my most eye-opening moments, um, and I have to give her kudos publicly, um, was at the North American Championships, um, Sarah Bird Paladin. She oh, is yeah. amazing. One of the best in the world. She is so hard on herself. So many people don't know that. that how hard that woman, who was a mother of four. Yeah one of you the want best in the world and she's part somebody of the trying to, who could make excuses. I mean, she's got four children and a wow. husband and she's got a very busy life and she works and she makes time. But, you know, when we were at NORAM, North American, um, North American Mexican, championships. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Um, you know, she had come across one obstacle and she was fatigued and it's, that was a very hard course. And it was one of those things that, you know, for a brief moment, you know what? She was transparent. And she was never more beautiful and more strengthening and more inspiring to me than she was at that very moment. Um, So, you know, Sarah, hopefully you get to hear this, but, you know, it's one of those days that it helped to push me when I had to get back out on the course because – she is somebody who I just, you know, I've always had her on such a pedestal, totally. um, which is unfair. That's actually quite unfair of me because it's putting, I think that puts pressure on her. She's pretty good <laughs> though. She's an amazing, yeah. I mean, she is an amazing she's athlete. Literally one of the best, yeah. um, And to see her have to mentally overcome, watch her mentally overcome yeah, right. the physical issue that was, in you know, she was incurring um, to me was just that most beautiful thing that I've seen on a course, because sure. again, she allowed that transparency to show and she reshifted her goals at that moment and went for a different goal. Mm. So, you know, you have to have that. And it's, that's what I get from the team. And that's what I hope to be able to give back to people, whether it's in this sport or whatever, be transparent, you know, yeah. visualize your goals, always have your end goal. And you know what, when you reach it, set a new one. Sure. There's always room for improvement, right? Always. We change all the time.
0: That's awesome. We should be. This is a great podcast. Thank incredible,
1: you so this has much been this has yeah. been a lot of fun. Any, anything final for for anybody who you know who might or might not be interested in OCR, who might be battling any, anything? Love yourself.
2: You can't expect anybody to love you until you can love yourself. I mean, that's probably the biggest advice I can ever give anybody. That's something that I've I have battled for many, many, many years. Sure, you know, I I sought love, um, and it took a very long time for me to realize that nobody was going to be able to love me the way that I needed to be loved until I could love myself. And Mm -hmm. that is a battle. I think pretty much every human being who walks the face of the earth fights at one point or another in their life. So, but just love yourself. And when you love yourself, any goal is attainable. Well said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: (laughs) I got nothing.
2: You you left me speechless. It's hard to do.
1: (laughs) Everyone, no, that's that's fantastic. I I mean, I, I knew the story was incredible. Everybody in the community, you know, in the OCR community, you know, and and um, I, I just think it's a great story. It's a great story of overcoming all of it. The whole gamut is, you know, whether you start with losing, you know, 82 pounds in a year or... You know, having breaking three discs in your back and being close to, you know, all of it. Um, You know, you said you can, you you know, you said you can overcome anything. My body will overcome these breaks. My mind will overcome these doubts. Um, uh, You know, go back and listen to all the quotes. Um, It's real, man, you know. Well, yeah, I am you. real, so. Sure,
2: yeah, you're like, <laughs> I am real. No, yeah, well, I, that's one of the, right. when I first meet people, all the one thing to say is, hey, I'm real, like, sure. you're either going to love me or hate me because no. of it. No, yeah. I, I appreciate you telling your story. Uh, that's I am so, biggest. again, honored that you guys asked me to be here, and I really hope that, you know, sharing this can help somebody, because, again, I think that it can be applied in so many different aspects of sure. so many different people's yeah. lives. So yeah.
0: I can't wait to hear That's
2: our goal. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to hear yeah. it. I can't wait to go through and have Ben send me the audio
0: and, and go through and transcribe. I'm Absolutely. excited. Mm-hmm. And listeners, thanks for um, listening to another episode once again. And we hope that we've encouraged you to dream loud. I'm sure that we have. And so we'll catch you next week for another one.